Thank you, Pastor Robert. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, y'all know I was just joking when I said I was born ready, right? Don't, you know, don't think I'm crazy. It was just messing around with my best friend there, all right? Hallelujah. So Acts chapter 16, the book of Acts chapter 16. So who would like to go first tonight with a question, comment? Hallelujah. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> it's good. Book of Acts chapter 16. Why is Paul so annoyed with this girl? Right? It's a good question. No, you, you didn't understand anything wrong. She wasn't cursing. She was speaking church language. She was. She was talking church language and she was speaking it good. She was she was glorifying God. She was pointing out to them. Listen, these are men of God and they show us. Well, well, see, you got you got you got to remember you got you got to think about this. What is going on in this particular situation here is that the Apostle Paul comes into this area. He preaches earlier because you know he the first time that he comes out there and he meets them for the prayer meeting you know this woman by the name of Lydia she gives her life to Christ and so her family's baptized and they come out there you know again to the same place because there was no synagogue in that town and when they're when they go out there the next day what's the enemy going to do well the enemy knows he's not going to be able to break this thing up so what does he say I'm going to join the party and how am I going to join the party? I'm going to infiltrate by speaking their language. I'm going to infiltrate by saying all of the right things. And the reason why the Apostle Paul was irritated, it wasn't because he was what he was hearing with his physical ears, but it was because of what he was hearing with his spirit, because he was discerning that this woman was not speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. She was not speaking by the inspiration of God. And so what happened is his spirit is grieved because she continues you know it wasn't like she just came out there one every day you know she was the Bible says she was following them so it was like she was there walking billboard to communicate what they were here for but it was just the enemy what is the enemy trying to do in this situation why would this be so irritating to the Apostle Paul well first of all we know that Jesus when he walked and you read throughout the gospel you'll find when he walks into places and these demons start to manifest they say oh son of God and he commands them to be quiet why does he command them to be quiet? He commands them to be quiet because God will receive no glory from the enemy. He will not receive any. He doesn't need that recognition. He's not going to receive glory like that because that is a, hip, a hypocritical and false type of glory. The only glory that God is going to get out of the devil after all of this is said and done is when he casts him into hell for all of eternity. That's going to be the glory of God that he gets because that is what he has earned for himself. But them try, by, by the enemy trying to align and go ahead and say, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give glory and honor to God. Why would this bother him? Because you have now, think about what this woman was. All of this time in this city, we see that there was a place where they came to pray on a consistent basis. It was a Sabbath day and they got together. There was no, like we said, there was no synagogue. And I was looking up a little bit of, you know, the, the whole 
thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago and what were the criteria for um, having a synagogue. You had to have 10 men who were leaders of their home that were Jewish in order for you to put together a synagogue. So what that means is that there was probably a lacking of 10 Jewish men that were leading their homes. So they didn't have a synagogue. They had this place, though, that they all went to pray. And they're coming there to pray and they're coming there to seek God. And remember what it says about these guys. It says that they have this slave girl and this slave girl is bringing them lots of money. How is it that she's bringing them lots of money? Because what? Because people want to hear the future. People want to hear what's God got to say. And they're being all spiritual. And guess what's happening? What is happening is they haven't gotten the full revelation of God yet because they haven't gotten the full revelation of Jesus Christ. So you got to picture these people going over there. And all of this time before the apostles arrived in this city, all the time, guess who they're getting their word from God from? From sister over here. They're going to, you know, the, 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 the fortune teller. They're getting this word. And so what's happening in this, in this situation is now you have this woman who is coming on, on the tails of the apostles trying to make it seem like, because it's the enemy, it's not her, but the enemy's trying to make it seem like, yo, I'm cool with them. I'm, I don't have no problem with them. We, we, we down with the same thing. I'm communicating the same, you know, spirit is operating. And so that would irritate them because then what would happen? Well, you know what? This lady, this, this, this person over here is not serving Christ. And so there's got to be this separation. And so that's the reason why it would be so annoying to the apostle, not because of what she was saying, but because of what he was discerning, because of what he was sensing in that environment. And that becomes a big lesson for us. And one of the things that, you know, I was going to point out later, but since we're here, we'll talk about it now. But it's very important that we don't just listen to what people are saying, but that we truly ask the Holy Ghost to give us that discerning of spirits, even if that is not the gift of the spirit that God has given us, because there's some people that they just have that. That's, that is the gift of the spirit that the Lord has given them. I mean, they don't even need to think twice. They know that that's just the wrong spirit that is, that is operating there. But then there's others of us that may have not been given that gift, and that's fine. It's okay. But for that moment, there's sometimes that we need that. And you got to be careful that you don't just listen, because let, let me tell you something. Them, people will open up their Bibles and they or they will quote scriptures to you all day long and you will be like, man, that sounds so good. Mm -hmm. But is it the right spirit? Is it the right spirit? Is it? And you got to make sure that it's the right spirit because it can be the wrong spirit sounding good, making you smile, making you laugh. May, and, and in this situation, think about this for a moment. If the apostle would have never rebuked that spirit, the apostle would have never said anything about that. Would that lady have gotten in the way initially of anything happening? No, people were going to follow him because they've been listening to her. They've been listening to her communicate. And, you know, she's saying stuff. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And all of this stuff is, you know, occurring, you know, supposedly accurately and all this stuff. So she wouldn't have got in the way initially. But later on, there would have been heresy that would have been brought in. And what would end up happening was there would have been confusion. So it's very important that we have the discerning of spirits in operation. Amen. All right. Did that answer your question? All right. Praise him. Praise him. Who is next? Not everybody at once. Yes, Brother Lewis. What is, what is Lydia selling at 14? Purple. So it's, it's a type of fabric. Yep. Sorry, I don't have a long answer for that one. Oh, no, it's just, right. just, 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 just a type of fabric. It's purple. It's, <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is. These people were, um, they were popular for that because of their, the materials that they dyed and things like that. And so that's what she was. Very good.
Yes. And uh, Luke is with them, correct? Yes. And then what happened to the instrument? What happens to Luke and Timothy? <laughs> You know, it doesn't tell us exactly in this chapter what happens to Luke and Timothy. So I'm going to probably have to tell you the next chapter what happens to Luke and Timothy, because I think it talks about them there. But um, but no, I, I yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know what? I don't I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened, but we know that they had to be around there. You know, they might have still been They're obviously in the situation. But the ones who were being the preachers, remember, you know, Timothy kind of replaced Mark in, in, in that sense, you know, because remember, it was Paul and Barnabas and Mark. And so when Timothy comes along, he's there to, you know, participate in that whole situation. He's not necessarily one of the frontline preachers, one of the people that's making all the noise. It would have been the Apostle Paul and Silas who were doing that, which is the reason that they got in trouble there. So right. Yes. And I, you know what? They were they I, they were not there. It's a good question. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, they, they escaped that somehow. I don't know where they were. Maybe they were taking a nap. You know, they decided we're going to stay in the room and pray or something like that. Glory to God. No, I'm just joking. I, I don't know for real. Pastor Robert, you, you wanted to make a comment. Yes. But um, what you're going to see is they're in prison. Yes. Then they're loosed. Right. 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 But they don't go anywhere. Right. The guy comes in. He was like, you know, don't harm yourself because if a prisoner got away, you know, you might as well kill yourself because they're going to kill you. Right. But he said, don't harm yourself. You know, we're still here. Everybody's still here. But then he leads them out. Right. And it says that their whole house got saved. And I know the whole house ain't in prison. And then it looks like, then it looks like Paul went, well, they did, went Mm -hmm. back to prison. Right. Like he went to their house because, you know, ain't no way you're going to be washing no prisoners at the prison. Right. You know, so he looked like he went to their house and then came back to prison. Right. Yeah, that's what, basically what he was saying. I was like, I don't, I was was looking to, I don't really know. Because through verse 30. And then it says that you know he's praying for the people and that he told them that your house and their houses he says now that puts him out that puts Paul out of prison into their house because it clear states it right there but they're at the bottom when he's uh, when the uh, lady uh, whatever that person I don't know if he's a lady or a man magistrate yeah Yeah, that's right in verse 40 Right. Them out. He declines it and said, "No, they put us in jail. Let them take us." Now that puts them right back in jail. I, I said, "Wait a minute." And he didn't want to leave secretly. He wanted them to let him right. out. Right. So well, he could. Well, well, he couldn't. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't. First of all, he 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 was in jail. The the whole Holy Ghost fell down. Right. Or, you know, earthquake takes place, and after that, the prison the prison guard who gets saved you know who comes in and cries out and says what must i do to be saved now you know the guy's got a new heart so he takes them because they've been beaten they're bloody you know all messed up so he takes them home right. 
And then I and then it doesn't say it here, but you got to conclude. I mean, you know, Paul didn't just Paul didn't just walk in and, you know, just go like this and everybody was saved. I mean, that was, you know, I'm sure he went up in there and, you know, communicated the gospel, you know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he set he set meat before him. They ate. They sat down. They had a meal. They got baptized. I mean, it was a great thing. But the thing was, here, here, here's why they're back in prison, because they have to be in prison the next day or else the the guard is going to die. So they got to go back to prison. So that's all it is that, you know. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what's incredible? What? Dude, he did a pride check over there. He got his reward. Right, exactly. No, because um, I totally agree with him. And I said, that's what it looks like. I said, let's see what the bishop has to say about it. And I said, that's what it looks like. Hey, Chef, you got it, my back. Makes, I said, it makes absolute sense. It makes absolute oh, sense no. unless their house. Now, see, check this out now. Check this out. Because there's a lot of different things that we can think. Right. Okay? Now, has anybody been to Alcatraz here? No one? No. Okay. You've been to Alcatraz. Okay. Do you know where the guards lived in Alcatraz? Right. They live right there. Right. They live right there. Oh, they're the safest place to be. You know where all the prisoners are. You know where the you know where the criminals are. It's safe. Up. Yeah, they locked up. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but um, and if they get out, they ain't coming to your house because they're trying to get as far away from there as quickly as possible. So <laughs> you're, the, you're the last place they're coming to. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in an eye shot, you can see the house right, right, right there. Right. So when when he was showing me that. That was the first thing that I saw, Alcatraz, because how far they gonna walk? How far can they walk before somebody noticed these guys are prisoners? Right. You know, so they, it couldn't have been that far, right? Because you know, somebody would have noticed it, right? You know, but um, anyway, that was the first thing that I saw that maybe they live very close, right. You know, to the to the place. Now, yeah, I and, and I mean they they, they could have. I mean they could. I, I you know I don't disagree with Pastor Robert. They could have lived really close, and and it was at midnight when this happened. You know, so there wasn't nobody awake anyway. You know, these right. folks were knocked out. So, you know, even if they had to walk a little bit, you know, it, it was still a situation okay. where. But they, but, but most definitely they were in prison right. and then he was out of prison, went to the house and ate. But, you know, we don't know. They could have lived, you know, just walked across the street. And there's there's the man's house. Could have been, you know, very easily. But we don't we don't. <laughs> right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And she got the King James version right. over there. Right. Got, so we're gonna have to go with Sister Grace. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In thy house. Does that put me wrong? No, it's still right. Okay, so. I, oh my God. <laughs> Look, all we know is this. Verse thirty-one says it clearly. I mean, thirty-two. It says, "Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house." And he took them the same hour of night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. So something's going on. I don't know where they live. They could have lived right next door. You know, his prison. I mean, his house could have been the prison. I don't, you know, it, but, but but definitely, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
Right. 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 All right. I have a question. Yes, sir. We, we know for sure that it's from one day to the next. What is that? From the, the time that he saved the jailer, from the jailer and his family, to the next day when the magistrate sent for them. Yeah, because it says, and when it was day. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm having like trouble with, with when they were when they were beaten, and the magistrates um, directed the jailer to um, keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet into the stocks. So they go from being like maximum security prisoners to the magistrate sending for them the next day to, to be released. Just like that? That's it? Well, you got to think, no, it wasn't the favor of God. <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. What it, what, it, what it was is that they realized after the, the anger that these guys didn't do anything okay. to even deserve to be beaten. That's why they were trying to send them away secretly, you know? That, that. Oh, <laughs> no, the, ma the magistrates, they, they, they didn't feel no earthquake. That, that was all. Right. Right. Well, that, well, that, that, right. And that, the, the whole, that part there happens afterward, though, because like you're saying, but if, if, if you read it, just the way that it's written, it clearly shows us they're beaten, they're put into the prison, and then at midnight, they're praying, and then that's when the earthquake takes place, chains, doors, everything is open. And then we see the whole thing we just talked about, you know, going them, you know, to the to the to the guard's house. And then in verse 35, it says, and when it was day, in other words, it's showing us now when it was day. So now the daytime comes and they send, you know, the magistrates go ahead and tell them that. But that's what that's one of the um, main reasons there why the magistrates were sent for them, because they didn't do nothing. They had nothing to say. They, 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 didn't, they had no proof. And there was what's supposed to happen. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, you know, y'all beat us publicly. And it wasn't just your average beating. You know, I mean, this was this. The scripture says they tore their clothes off. So they were butt naked getting beat in the street. I mean, that's serious. All right. That, that ain't supposed to happen like that. You're supposed to at least give me an opportunity, you know, to defend myself, communicate something. And they did nothing of the kind. The magistrate just heard what was being said. They're like, all right, you know what? And they, you know, had them, you know, their clothes torn off, beat them. And then that was it. Then, then they, you know, put them in prison, you know, locked them up in there. And it shows us, you know, obviously, you know, the 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 officers uh, or the officer who gets saved he has some compassion on these guys because they were all bloody and nasty. It wasn't like they went and gave him a shower or nothing like that. They just threw him right in there. So it was a horrible situation for them. And so, I, you know, the, the only conclusion I can come to, I, it doesn't say the magistrates realized that they had done an unjust thing. It doesn't say that. But the only conclusion that you can come to that they would do everything so nonchalantly is because they didn't want to make a big deal about it. Well, we gave them a beat down yesterday. Really didn't have nothing to do. So what are we going to do to them today? We, ain't gotta, we can't question them. We've already judged them, you know. So just let them leave and, you know, we'll just sweep it under the rug. And then the Apostle Paul brings up, you know, we're Roman citizens, man. And y'all beat us unjustly, didn't give us no trial. And then, you know, they got a little nervous and they come back into the scenario. That's just like amazing. Like, you know, 
compared to that, right. you know, like, what are we going to, you know, what are we going to say? Right. That's crazy. That's amazing. Uh, it is. It's, 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 uh, we know that they were beaten, and in the manner that they were beaten, I read where the 40 stripes minus one. I wonder what the significance of that is. 40 stripes. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, tell me, tell her, tell her, tell her. Um, it was unlawful to go over the the number forty. Right. So they would stop at thirty nine, so you couldn't say that they went over. To be sure. To, just to be sure. <laughs> to be sure you didn't get <laughs> hit forty one times. <laughs> That's what it was. That was their that, that was their form of accountability. Yeah. All right, thirty-eight. Make this one good. Thirty-nine. All right, you're done. Who is this magistrate? It's a judge. I don't. I would. I would. I would assume it's a male, just because most of those people in authority were males, but um, it doesn't tell us. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he asked, he was like, who is this girl down here? <laughs> <laughs> Magistrate. <laughs> Norbert. I, just, I wanted to share this, that I read this, and then I have a question right from the book for you. Okay. Um, uh, and this is um, on the chapter from 16.6, and it says, you know, God had appointments for Paul with individuals in Macedonia. Macedonia. Spirit got them there. To do this, he closed some doors of opportunity and opened others. Paul overcame human barriers when he took the gospel to these individuals. Um, there now was no difference between Jew and Greek and male and female, slave or free, when it came to the gospel of Christ. Can you explain that a little bit? The end part and then the other question I asked. <laughs> Okay, you want to explain what now? Uh, this part here. There was no difference between Jew and Greek because of these three things that happened. Um, there was no difference between Jew and Greek, male and female, slave or free when it came to the gospel. Okay, you want me to explain what what that means or or I don't, I'm not understanding your question, man. Right. Yes. We're all equal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously, we know that from I think two chapters ago is when the Apostle Paul the first time shook off the dust from his feet. And he told these, you know, he told the Jewish people, he said, you know, you've rejected the gospel and now I'm going to the Gentiles. And he writes in the book of Galatians that there is no difference, you know, male, female, you know, Greek, 
um, you know, or Jew, we're all the same in, you know, in Christ's eyes. And that's the whole purpose of Christ coming is to, you know, die so that way all of humanity can come and be able to be saved. We talked about, I believe it was last week, we talked about the restoration and I believe it's the prophecy in Amos where he talks about the restoration of the tabernacle of David and he speaks about all the nations being able to come and call upon the Lord. So that's something that Christ did. And all of these, these things here that happen in this chapter just show us that there is no difference. Obviously, you know, the first person he has this appointment with is this, you know, woman Lydia and the jailer. And obviously, you know, those things demonstrate to us. And when he's at the, when he's at the time of prayer, he's gathering with women. He's not there. There's women that are there. So, you know, it says that it's the women that are there praying. It's not, you know, a bunch of men. It's the women. So definitely. I, you know, there, there's a lot of consequences that, that could occur. I mean, there, there would be a, a lot of things that would have happened. Um, I can't put one on there. You want, you want to try to answer that one? What would have been? I mean, I think that that's more of a question for you to just kind of right. think about, you know, because really you can't, you know, you can't say, well, if he wouldn't have gone, you know, then, you know, then we, we, we know that God would have brought someone there to bring that message of salvation. You know, I think that what would have, you know, what would have ultimately what I think, you know, my first thought would have been. Paul would have probably ended up going in the wrong direction and experiencing some kind of suffering that was unnecessary, that was due to disobedience rather than the suffering for, for obedience. I, that, that would be my answer. You know, I mean, that, 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 that's what I think would happen. I totally agree with Bishop and say the same thing, that if Paul wouldn't have went, then what would have happened is he would have suffered some kind of way and ended up right where God needed him to be. Right. So God's going God's gonna to get the glory. Some kind of way. He's gonna get the, he's gonna squeeze your life, all right? He's, especially when it came to Paul when he told him exactly this is what I want you to do. Right. You know? And, and Paul's gonna say no. Uh. Maybe that question was rhetorical. Maybe just. just no, I think, I think, I think it, what, what is that book that, that it is? It's a Bible study. Yeah, so it, it, they're, they're just trying to get you to they're just trying to get you to to think about the scriptures, you know, and think about wow, you know, if Paul wouldn't have went, you know, but ultimately, you know, God's purpose is going to be accomplished. But what I can tell you is that when you or I disobey God's direction, especially when he is so vividly clear, I want you to do this. You disobey that direction. You can guarantee yourself consequences, period. You're going to go through some hell that wasn't meant for you, you know. And here's, here's the reality, okay. Here, 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 is, here is the reality, okay. If we are really serving Christ, if we really desire to be godly in Christ Jesus, the Bible says we are going to suffer persecution. We are going to go through hardship. We are going to go through difficulty. That's the bottom line. Why would you want to add difficulty that is unnecessary for you to go through? Then you, there's no glory in that because what does the Bible tell us? The Bible says that when you suffer for doing right, then great is your reward. But if you suffer for doing wrong, you have no reward. You got what you deserve. <laughs> and so, you know, you can't even rejoice. Oh, Lord, you know, you're going to come. What, what, what is he comforting you for? You disobeyed his word. And so when you suffer, when you suffer those consequences, then, you know, that's it's it's due to your disobedience. So that would be my answer to the question. Not only that, that jailer was a mistake. 
He would have been saved. He, he was going to be saved some way, shape, or form. It just wouldn't have been through the Apostle Paul or it would have been, you know, through the Apostle Paul a couple of weeks later, you know. So, you know, but he would have made it there, you know. And you dragged him over there. They'd have been like, you know what, you got to, you know, we're sending you over here to this magistrate, you know. So go ahead, Anna, go ahead. Well, they, 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 they actually, first of all, let me say, they did make it there. You know, the Apostle Peter, when he writes First Peter, he talks about, you know, the church in Galatia and Thyatira and all, all of these different areas. Those churches, I mean, those places did get ministered to. It is, you, you, what you have to see in this, and, and it's, 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 to me, it's a beautiful, you know, um, depiction of God's spirit leading you in the exact moment for where you need to be. This is, this is one of those things where we could go with Norbert's question and we could just read into this and say, why, you know, why would the Holy Spirit say, don't go over there and preach? Why, 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 why would he, I mean, the scripture says the Holy Spirit resisted, okay? When you look up those words, those are words of like wrestling. Like Paul wanted to go over here and the Holy Spirit was like, no, son, you're not going there. And he's like, but why? I just, I want to, nobody's preached over there, you know? And God is telling him, no, there, there's a reason for that. No. Now we can say, you know, there, there's a hundred reasons. We could all give a reason why we think, well, I think probably he would have ended, he could have ended up dying in Asia at that moment, going to preach at that exact time. There may have been something going on there that was going to hinder him. What's that? You, they would have killed him. Right. It is a fact that there are certain places that were not ready for the gospel, and he would have been killed over in those places. There right. There's no way, and God is not going to let that happen. And you know what? What he's saying, resisted, absolutely. And there, there's times in the scriptures where we see you can't go in a particular place at a particular time. God's not going to let you go because he knows what's going on over there, you know, and Am I not supposed to preach this to the ends of the earth? Yeah, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this strategically. I am going, there's a time when this is going to happen. Trust me, you can't, did you pick the time when you were going to be born? You couldn't pick the time when you were going to be born. Did, did you choose where, where you were going to be born? Nope. Did you choose a city? Did you choose to be poor? Did you choose to be rich? You didn't choose these things when you were a child. God puts you there so that you can work your way towards him. Trust me, it's his plan. And in this case, God is going to make sure that somewhere down the line, there's going to be somebody, let's say an Ethiopian person, okay? Let's say an Ethiopian person. We're not allowed to go in Ethiopia at a particular time in history, okay? Because we're at war. But then this Ethiopian get ministered to. Guess what he's going to do? Take it. Right. It's still going to the ends of the earth. But he's going to take it. And maybe somewhere over there he's going to meet somebody else that's in another country that, that, that we can't go to. It's going over there also. 
You know, so it's all in God's plan. You know, it, 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 Bishop, absolutely, absolutely what you were saying. Historically, if he would have went in particular places preaching this gospel, he would have been killed. And trust me, too, on this, too, the Muslims have started to rise up. Okay, the Muslims have started to rise up. I think it's 100 years after Christ. And they started to make their places around the churches. And the Christians was like, look at these people. We're, they're praying to their God, and they don't know our God. And then the Christians started to war with the Muslims, and so the Muslims moved. Okay, and so then the Christians weren't allowed to go and preach in the Middle East for a time. So it's a big vicious circle, but in the end, everybody will hear it. I think it's all in God's plan. Amen. Right, right. Right. All right. And, 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 that, and that's all it is. I mean, it's just it's it's being, you know, in tune with the Holy Ghost, being intentional. I mean, Paul had one mission and it was to preach the gospel. That was his heart of hearts. You know, it wasn't it wasn't even about him establishing churches. He just wanted to go out there and extend the kingdom of God. That was all. You know, that was his heart. So that's why, the, you know, the verbiage is there. You know, the Holy Spirit resisted him. You know, the Holy Spirit did not allow him, wouldn't let him go into these places. And it would have it would have hindered him from getting to where God wanted him to. He would have been, you know, Paul wasn't just going to walk into a city that never heard the gospel and get converts and then leave, you know, in a week. You know, that wasn't going to happen. You know, so obviously there was a whole thing of God just orchestrating everything thing that needed to happen. So that's all that we can see here. You know, not that, you know, like you were saying, you know, God is picky. He don't want certain people. You didn't say this, but you know, he don't want certain people to be saved. And no, it's not, you know, not that at all, man. God, God, God's word teaches us clearly. God desires that all men would be saved, that everyone would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's crystal clear. But right now at this particular moment, there's reasons beyond what is necessary for the writer to write for us to understand. Like Pastor Robert was saying, clearly, historically, shows us he would have probably died, you know, probably gotten killed or, you know, ended up in prison, not being able to get, you know, to where he needed to get to at that time. This is all about advancement of the kingdom of God according to the plan of God, just building with God. And, and Paul shows us a wonderful example. I, I was watching a movie yesterday. Um, <clears throat> it was it's called Inherit the Wind. It's an old movie. I think it's probably like 1950 or something like that. Um, old movie. And, and it's it, it's about uh, a teacher who um, have you seen the movie? No. No. Why? Why? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> it's it, it, listen, it's an older picture. OK, it's. It, it, it's you know what I, I don't even offend no one. Listen, it's it's an older movie, okay? A movie a movie that's a little older than me. How about that? That's better, okay? It's a little older than me. Um, but anyway, it's the the movie is about a teacher who is in this you know small Christian you know town or whatever, and he tells one of his students the whole Darwin theory of evolution and communicates to this student. Well, when he communicates to this student, they want to like, you know, 
nail this teacher to the, you know, to the stake. I mean, this is like serious. You know, these guys, these, these people are like some serious Holy Ghost, you know, just they, the word of God. There, there's no evolution up in here. And they have this one lawyer and this other lawyer. Well, one lawyer is a Christian. The other lawyer is an atheist. And in the movie, you know, the, the, the Christian lawyer is very good preacher. I mean, this guy could preach. I can't, man, I wish I knew the guy's name, man. He's, he's um, really good actor, o- older, older actor. But, you know, he's, he's got some sons that act and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, he's, he's over, I mean, he's, he's Michael Douglas's dad. What's his dad's name? Kurt Douglas. It's Kurt Douglas is, 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 the, is the preacher. And, um, and I, I don't remember the other guy's name, but, um, huh? It might be. I don't, I don't, was it? Well, I don't know what it was. Maybe, Maybe 1960. It was set in 1950. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so 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 anyway, so anyway, um, I know. I appreciate that. You know, I got the date wrong. Who knows? But anyway, the point is, this guy's a phenomenal preacher. Great preacher. Well, you know, I really hated the movie. I'm going to tell you why I hated the movie because they made Christians look like such small-minded idiots. Okay, that just have no ability to, you know, think outside of whatever the preachers say, which is ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I think I, I hate when they do stuff like that and they really make Christians look bad, you know, because they showed them in just like some really emotional situations and just really horrible. The judge was like this, you know, didn't want to let no scientific evidence into the trial. I'm like, oh, my Lord, what is this? So anyway, what ended up happening was, and, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this story. Well, the preacher have everybody hooping and hollering when he's preaching against evolution and all of this different stuff. And he get, he's, he's at the end of the trial. You know, they're getting ready to convict this guy just based on the fact that they're all Christians and they want to convict this, you know, this teacher of doing wrong, you know, because he broke there. There's, there's a certain amendment or a certain law that, you know, says that you cannot go against, you know, creationism is what, you know, they're talking about here. Well, anyway... The the lawyer who's the atheist, these guys were friends, the preacher and the lawyer, they were friends, you know, at one point. Now they're not friends, you know, went to school together, stuff like that. Well, the when the when the judge tells him you cannot bring any scientific evidence, you cannot use that, you know, the the Darwinism book, nothing. You can't do anything like that. Well, the pre the the lawyer's getting ready to leave and he says, Okay, I can't use anything that has to do scientifically. Can I use the Bible? And so he says, Go ahead. He says, you can use the Bible. So, you know, preacher man gets all prideful, right? And he's like, you could, I will stand up for the word of God. And he sits up on that, on that place. And, you know, the guy's like, you don't have to swear in. I know you're going to tell the truth. So he starts asking him questions. Well, he starts asking him questions about the scriptures. And as he's asking him these questions, you know, initially it sounds really good. You know, the preacher's got everybody laughing at the lawyer because, you know, the lawyer's looking dumb. Well, all of a sudden he gets into these questions. And he starts asking him stuff. And I'm just going to throw this out here because I think that y'all got to be mature and be able to deal with the scriptures. Amen. He throws out the question and he says, um, you know, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter four, chapter five or something like that. It says, and Cain went out and knew his wife. So where did his wife come from? Where, 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 where does wife come from? Because it was Adam, Eve, Cain and Abel. Where did the wife come from? So the preacher ain't got no answer for this because he says, well, I don't think about things I don't think about. (laughs) So now the lawyer's like, well, do you think about things you think about? 
So, you know, the, the whole thing is, you know, he, he didn't have an answer because what, you know, what the movie's depicting is, you know, you can't, you got to have a bigger mind, whatever the case is. Why do I bring this up? Because that movie, I doubt that it was a true story. It was just something that, you know, someone put together, had some funny moments in it, you know, pretty, you know, degrading to Christians in my opinion. But, you know, whatever the case is, it's fine. But here's, here's the point. The point is that you have got to be spirit led when you are communicating with people the gospel, because if you are not, you can end up doing more damage to the situation, because here's what will happen. And I'm not saying this because you should be afraid. You should never be afraid. The Holy Spirit is in you and the word of God is in you. And you should be in a relationship just like the Apostle Paul was and be able to go out there and communicate the gospel with a boldness and with an authority. So don't ever cower in a situation. But if you just go out there and you communicate, I mean, think think about this. If you go and you're communicating the gospel to someone and someone gave me a testimony, they were on a train in New York one time and they were up up in there and they were just you know going from train to train preaching 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 and they came to this one guy that was a real devout Muslim and he started talking to him and he was like yo let me show you some things that are wrong with your Bible and he went over here and he showed him this yo the guy told this is his own words he's like man I was devastated he said I went home and I was doubting my Christianity I was like I was I was crying. I was like, oh, my goodness, there's something wrong with the Bible. I've been I mean, I've been deceived. Now, this wasn't just your average, you know, Christian. No, this was someone that was serious about the things of the Lord. And so what is the point? The point is that if you're not spirit led, you can end up doing damage to yourself. And, if, and thank God, because this was a Christian. Another Christian came and showed him, look, man, let me show you what this person was telling you. And let me show you how to make this thing right. Praise the Lord for the other Christian that came along and encouraged him. That's why I tell you, don't be afraid to share the gospel, but you got to be spirit led, because if you go and you do that, here's here's what could happen in a situation where someone is, you know, you get a little group of people there and you're over here talking the gospel to them and they're making you look bad. You know what they're doing? They're putting stumbling blocks in front of all of these other people and if you were just led by the spirit you know what the holy spirit would have told you to do just be quiet and don't say anything just leave it alone because it wasn't the right time listen to me we need to have a burden for souls there is nobody on planet earth who had a greater burden than the apostle paul but even the word of god shows us that he had to be led by the spirit of god and if the Holy Spirit wasn't leading him, the Apostle Paul wasn't going to go out there and wasn't going to communicate anything. I was talking to Brother Orlando and, and you know, they were telling me about, um, you know, some Mormon. It was Mormons, right, that came to your door knocking on the door. And, you know, and I told him, look, it's, you know, when they come to your house, look, you ain't going to mess up nothing. Glory to God. Just let them just talk to them, whatever the case is. And I was saying, you know, my testimony, y'all heard it 100 times about me and, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses. And they shook me a little bit. Glory to God. But that shaking got me on a more solid foundation because it made me do what? It made me go back and study the scriptures. And so those type of moments, you know, you don't have to go into your prayer closet and say, OK, Lord, should I witness to these people? Look, they, they come into your house. Share the gospel with them. Use that opportunity to grow and sharpen yourself. What I'm talking about is when you are out there and when you're going out of your way to share, you know, when you go like, you know, we go to the mall or, you know, you go someplace, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Ask the Spirit of God to lead you and follow his direction because there may be time. He said, no, you know, it's not time. That person, you're going to go out there and you're going to say things that don't need to be said. It's going to be a waste of time at that moment. And so what you want to do is you want to be led by the Spirit. Amen. All right. Any other questions? You guys did a really awesome job today getting the whole communication going. Glory to God. So I'm not going to go through the whole chapter today. Hallelujah. But um, we'll, 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 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on paper for you. And next week, I'll hand it out so you can read it and take it home. Amen? Amen. All right. <clears throat> yes. Right. It wasn't that, you know, neither one of us was ready then, and then it took years afterwards in order for God to align all that and wind up where we are now. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody else had a question? All right. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand to our feet. Inherit the wind. Inherit the wind, yeah. Yeah, in the beginning. <laughs> it was sad, though. I, I just want to let you know what happened at the end of the movie was he ended up dying. He, he, was, he, he, was, he, he was so passionate about the word of God. Don't watch the movie, man. It, it's going to hurt your feelings, man. Look, at the end of the movie, he dies. <laughs> hey, I'm just at the end of it, man. I'm sorry. They look, he was he was he was like the man. I mean, they were like he was they, they made him an honorary colonel because he was he was the man. I mean, he was serious. And after that lawyer made him look bad, nobody wanted to hear anything he had to say. They didn't want to hear they, they, they didn't want to hear his closing argument. Dude got up, stood on the table trying to do it, had a heart attack right there and died. I'm dead serious. He just <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. You can still see it. All right, let us pray. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for this day, Lord, and this opportunity. And Father, we ask you to continue, Lord, your work within our hearts, continue to lead us and direct us, continue to guide us in all truth. Father, I pray your blessing, my God, over my brothers and my sisters, my God. And I ask you that each of us would be led by your spirit and our witness for you, Father God, that you would lead us to those who are ready to receive the gospel, that you would lead us to those who need to receive a seed planted into their lives, Father God. Father, that you would direct our steps in sharing your word, Father, that you would give us the wisdom that we need, Lord Jesus, and the boldness that we need and the compassion that we need, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I pray your blessing over every giver tonight, Lord. You know every need that my brothers and sisters have, and may you meet it according to your riches and glory. May the windows of heaven be open over our lives, and may you continue to bless us as only you can, Father. We thank you for this, and we give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen.